you get punched in the face a lot when you're building your business. It took me nine months to get my first co-host deal. Nine, nine, right? So everybody sees now, like we have all these properties, but like that was a lot of rejection at the beginning, but you just got to develop that, that will of like, I will keep going until I get a deal. What's up, everybody? My name's Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. All right. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Tuesdays with Mike and Mike. I am your host, Mike Shogren, here as always with my good man, Mr. Mike Riley. You're looking a little ominous today. Yeah, it's a little darker in here right now. I guess it's dark outside. So yeah, I got my fall colors on, dude. So feeling good. Yeah. Thanksgiving was uh, was awesome. Really good, you know, relaxation or recharging. So nice. Mine, mine was not. Kristen just came out of quarantine. She got COVID last week. So it was an interesting week, but I had a lot of good quality time with Caden. I actually set up uh, his trampoline because I broke it down from the old house, moved it here, and it was the weather was decent. So I set it up, had a bunch of fun. And then we had a storm come through the other night. And dude, I don't know how it didn't screw up my car, but it literally, I wish I had like a side camera for the house, but it literally picked it up, threw it over a fence, over the cars and into a tree. So the, the trampoline's demolished now, unfortunately. But I was just blown away by how aggressive that thing flew through the air, apparently into a tree in my front yard from my backyard. So, holy cow. Yeah. So we, we got to figure out a better anchoring system for next year. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, man. I've seen them in, uh, in STRs. Like people are putting them in their short term rentals. Make sure they're anchored really good. Yeah, for sure couple updates you and I were talking offline about things that we've got going on and then ideally we'd love to do some Q&A but um, one of the things that we're focusing on right now is putting together forecasts and projections and budgets for 2024 for all the STRs and for the hotels so that can take a little bit of time but it's hyper worth it we talked about it a lot at the last boardroom event especially as you're scaling and you're considering like getting out of your job or maybe you're out of your job and You've got some cash in the bank, but you're like, I don't know if I can take it out. I don't know if I can take a distribution. I don't know if I should pay myself. When you're doing proper forecasting and budgeting, like you're going to know, and then you review it every single month, but then you'll feel confident of like, okay, I need to keep this much in reserves to float me through these months. So if I have excess over that, cool, I can take that money, you know, guilt-free and then plug it into my personal profit first system. But if you're not forecasting and budgeting, you're never going to feel comfortable taking the money or you're not going to pay attention to it. And then you're going to be like, oh crap, it's slow season. I don't have anything in reserves. Now I'm coming out of pocket to float the, the expenses for some of these properties. So again, it's an amazing industry. You can make way more net cash flow over the course of a 12 month period, but it's not linear. You're going to have your peaks and your valleys throughout the course of the year. And you just got to understand that and forecast and budget accordingly. Yeah, hundred percent. I've got a, a spreadsheet I've showed on on this. I mean, it was probably a couple months ago, but it looks at 2023, like what my revenue goals are per month, per property. And then I just track that and track how we're tracking the goal. And we look at it every single Monday. And so what we did uh, yesterday on our, on our Monday team call is we looked at 2024 and forecasted every single property, 
what our management fee would be, what our profit would be for our personal owned properties, and really just projecting out where where we need to improve and where we can invest too. So I'm investing in a, uh, a new marketing manager that's going to be starting here uh, in December. And so just being able to look at it and forecast, all right, I know through December, January, February, it's going to be kind of lighter times for us. So we need to be a little bit more careful with some of our expenses. But now in the summertime, we're going to need to hire more people. So I'm looking at hiring a, uh, a virtual assistant, an executive assistant in December as well. So just making those plans for where we need to hire, where we can improve for next year. And also make sure you track 2023 numbers over 2024 numbers per property per month as well. So that you can, you know, historically what you should do and you can forecast it out. Yep. hundred percent. The other thing, you know, we just came off of Thanksgiving week and now everybody's gearing up for the, the Christmas holiday season is, are you updating your properties? right? Are you adjusting the decor? Do you put up a tree? Do you put up a wreath? Do you put up a menorah? Like, are you decorating the property? And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We're updating couches in two of our places during the, in January. So like kind of during the, the down season, but absolutely. I don't go like full out with Christmas trees and like lights and stuff, but I like putting up the wreaths on the front door. You know, we had some fall, like Halloween stuff out. Now we're just trading in the um, wreaths and like the longer ones that go on the staircases. And it just looks inviting and it feels inviting. Uh, I put candles in my properties too. I know a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't like that, but um, I just love, I'm a big fan of candles. So I'm like, you know, I'm sure my guests are too. So we're doing that and just making it. Baths and candles. Yeah. (laughs) We're making it feel inviting for people. And also at the same time, looking at what upgrades we need to make during the, uh, the non-busy season. Yep. Love it. Love it. I need to do a better job at the Florida house actually, but we've done a pretty good job with that around here. There's certain properties like the ones that I own, I'll put trees up and things like that for the other ones. Like you said, we'll just swap out some different throw pillows, some wreaths, just things like that. So at least it feels, you know, like the holidays, even if you don't want to necessarily put up a tree or a menorah or whatever your, you know, ethnicity and religion is. But just something to just spruce it up a little bit will definitely go a long way. And then accordingly, update your photos and swap mm-hmm. out photos to make sure that, again, it's like, okay, people are booking for the season. Let me update the photos and make it look like it's for the season. 100%. And it's, it's just going that like, it's not even an extra mile. It's an extra inch that shows your guests that you actually care about hosting them. You care that the place looks good. It's not just another Evolve or Vicasa property that looks the exact same as the one next door. So, and then to, to follow that up, what you said about, you know, making sure that you're ready for next year as well. Like between now and the end of the year is one of the biggest booking seasons of the year for next spring and summer. So make sure your pricing is open and dialed in. Your calendar is open so that people can book. And then do a Black Friday push, do an end of year push to get some of those bookings if you want to do that. But just make sure your pricing is dialed in first. And I typically tell people don't give like 15, 20% off for somebody to book in the summer. There's really no incentive for you to do that right now. Um, You can jack up the prices and do that, but don't just like go say, hey, you know, I'll give you 15% off if you book now for the summer. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense. You're losing revenue if you do that. Exactly. Yep. And that's another good point. That was, I should have highlighted that more when we're doing our forecasting and budgeting. Part of that process is reviewing our rates for the next 
you know, 12 months to going through each of the properties, making sure everything looks good because, you know, the next few weeks, a lot of people will be booking for the summer, especially that week between Christmas and New Year's where they kind of like got through the holidays. Now they're like, okay, you know, let's start thinking about next year. And you're going to get a lot of bookings potentially if you do this the right way for next summer, especially if you're in a seasonal market or vacation market. So definitely want to have that stuff dialed in, review it now, do any you know, maintenance or deep cleans on your properties now before the holidays, if you haven't done them already and just make sure that it looks good, you know, and inviting because quite frankly, you know, I don't, I don't like to travel much, but like, if I'm going to travel, this is the time to do it. You know, Christmas is when everybody gets together. So for some people, that's like the one trip a year that they're going to take and you're going to be part of that memory. So don't take that lightly. hundred percent. Another thing to do right now. So it's November 28th. If you haven't already, send an email to your CPA and ask them, hey, how are we looking on taxes for 2023? So just send them that email, see if they can do some sort of tax planning with you. Let's see, three weeks ago, I sent my CPA an email and I said, hey, based on my QuickBooks file right now, how are we looking? She sent me a note back. She said, not great. Let me put everything together for you. So um, right now I owe about 20 grand. And so we're looking at some things to do. Obviously, probably not going to buy a property by the end of the year. Um, but there's some other things I can do and prepay for that will help set me up and not have that money go to the government instead of in my business. So yeah, it's definitely, I know you're, you're doing the same thing too, right? Oh yeah. 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 So I don't know. I think my wife will kill me if I get another vehicle, but a lot <laughs> of times that, uh, you'll see the, the mad rush for the, the SUVs, anything over 6,000 pounds. Yeah. You can get a nice write-off for. Yep. IRA to take taking some of that money in your business and put it mm -hmm. into an IRA. I think you can do like that was one of the recommendations. I think it's like 13 grand is uh you're able to write off. It's like 13.5 if you and your wife are in the business together. So yeah. But I hey man, I'm down to to drive around in STR Secrets, you know, Tahoe or or uh Escalade. I know you got one of them. I was gonna get you a minivan. Hey, I'd I'd take a minivan too. I don't discriminate. Um, yeah. I was I always joke around with Sierra. Uh, we have one car right now. Uh, we have two little kids and we don't really need two cars. I go to the golf course. That's about it. So I'm down to take a minivan. Um, I just don't want a white one because, you know, that's, that's uh, I think there's a stigma around that, uh, which I'm not down for, but black, gray, any other color, uh, Honda Odyssey. Oh, wow. You already got it picked out. Okay. Got the electric doors. <laughs> got it all. <laughs> So we got, we got a question from the group. What's the best way to dial in on pricing for next season? So I like to run reports out of our PMS. We use Guesty Pro. And so I can review what our average daily rates were, you know, by month and quite frankly, by the day, if I really want to. So we like to compare that to what is on the calendar or what's in price laps for next year, right? So typically, you know, we've pushed rates pretty aggressively the last two to three years. I was looking at, I think they were up like 27% or something, which is pretty aggressive. So I think this year we were going a little more conservative. Uh, I think 4% to 7% max, but I just, I don't want to be flatlined for my rates. I want to make sure that they keep up with, you know, inflation and everything else. So it's basically just looking at last year versus this year. Did I miss any opportunities last year? We were a little too aggressive, I think, on some of our properties in our peak season for too long. So just making some of those adjustments. And again, it's not... It's not a perfect science. It's more of an art with a little science behind it. Just leveraging the data that you have from prior years, setting up some customization so that if somebody wants to book your property now for the summer, okay, maybe you bump it 
five, 10, 15, 20%. If they want to book it now at a premium, fine. Maybe you adjust your minimum night stays to, you know, four nights instead of two nights right now. And then you gradually pull that back to fill up more of the calendar. So those are just some of the things that we do. And again, the more that you get a better understanding of your properties and the markets that you operate in, you know, you're going to be able to dial this in better year, year after year. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. It's uh, just making sure that you don't have like something funky for next year, next summer where your prices are super low. I've seen that happen with people that just do that set it and forget it thing with, with price labs. You have to actively go in there and make sure you're good. I just found another question from the group. I've recently had an uptick in the amount of stains guests are leaving on linens, pillow shams, towels, sheets, things of that nature. How do you handle the replacement of these? if They're no longer usable. Do you have the guests that damage the items replace it? Or do you just treat it as a cost of doing business? No, I charge the guests. Or we use Guesty Shield, or you could use Safely or Superhog or any of those. And I, I don't eat that cost. I mean, if it's over time and it's slowly gotten to a point where it's not usable, like, okay, fine, we'll absorb that. But if a guest clearly, you know, spills wine on, you know, white linens or a white blanket or whatever, like, yes, I'm going to charge them for that. So easy enough. Don't absorb that cost. I think people are afraid to charge guests. If you break something in a hotel, they're going to charge you. So that's charge a guess. Your credit card. Exactly. Okay. Two questions. Struggling to find phone numbers for co-host targets. How are you finding phone numbers? And are you finding more success emailing or calling targets? It's all relative to the numbers. It's a volume game. So you need to be, if, if you're struggling to find numbers and you're, you're only looking at like five or 10 or 20 or 30, it's a numbers game. So you need to have a list of 500, right? So that's the first thing I'll say, you know, we use a, um, I've used personally a guy on Fiverr. You can send me a DM Facebook or Instagram, and I can give you that guy's info. But what he can do is he can actually take the coordinates from, from Airbnb. So like he'll take an Airbnb listing. You got to give him that. He'll get the coordinates from there and then he'll skip trace, um, using those coordinates to get the address of the property owner. And then from there, get their contact information. You may get for one address, you may get 10 numbers and then may like nine of them may be wrong. But if you get one and they pick up and you have a conversation with them, that's a win right there. So it's a numbers game. You just need to call and get, get more data on more people. It's a volume play. So whether you're going to cold call or you're going to email or you're going to do postcards, like the biggest mistake that people make, and this isn't me saying this, this is Brooke Fouts, founder of Vintory that grew his business to 500 properties. And now he helps others grow theirs through his platform is like people just aren't consistent enough with it. And then they don't answer the phone when people actually call. The money is in the speed. So you got to get them out and then you got to answer the phone like when they call immediately. So you just got to know that. And it's not going to be like, oh, I sent 500 mailers. Like, why haven't I gotten a deal? Okay, well, you're not doing enough activity. You know, you got to send a lot more than that. It's a volume numbers game. So. Yep, 100%. And then are you finding more success emailing or calling targets? Always calling, always calling leaving voicemails, sending them a follow-up text. What's the, I mean, there's a stat. It's probably grown now because people don't pick up their phone, but there was like eight, you had to do eight touches or eight. When I say touches, that's either a call, a voicemail, a text. So that's three right there. If you call, they don't pick up. You leave a voicemail, that's two touches. And then you send them a follow-up text, that's three. Typically it takes nine touches until you get that first conversation on average. So that may seem like a lot, but you can call, email, and text somebody in 30 seconds, 
So you just have to have the script for it and have to be dialed in, which, you know, we have already created for you in the mastermind. So, and like, you know, you can do more digging. If you get very specific on who you want, like, let's say you want hundred K properties, you know, only, and you get a list of like 40 people, you just need to be more diligent with who those people are. So like, you need to look them up. You need to call them, email them, text them, look them up on LinkedIn, look them up on Facebook. If you want to be like a lot more targeted, you need to know about this person. Here's a great story, Mike. I don't know if you know this. Jeremiah, who's uh, he's based in Hollywood Hills. And there's a lot of restrictions, a lot of regulations around there. He put this whole list together. He did exactly what I just talked about. He got the Airbnb links. He got the coordinates. He gave those to uh, the guy on Fiverr, gave him contact information. One of the dudes on there was his dentist. So what did he do? He got an appointment and uh, his dentist was just asking him, hey, what's going on, Jeremiah? You're like your teeth look good, but how's life? And uh, Jeremiah said, oh, you know, interesting you asked. I'm actually doing this short-term rental management. Um, and he said, oh, interesting. And he just signed the deal like a month ago. That was the shortest like sales cycle I had ever heard of. Um, it was like three days. The guy was like, all right, I'm firing Evolve and I'm going to go with you, <laughs> you, Jeremiah. So there's always some sort of connection that you can make with people. And that's what I love about like sales and like working with people is you can always make a connection to somebody, whether they went to college, what they do as a profession. If you're, you know, a cousin knows them or something like that, you just have to go that extra mile. Um, if you have a smaller list of, you know, properties that you're going after. So my first recommendation is, Call more people, make a bigger list. But if you have a really small one, you just need to widen your network and do more research intentionally, but still give them more touches. That's it, man. It's a volume game and you just got to stick it out. And that's why we're so big on getting clear on what your goals are and why you want them. Because if you're, it's not easy, right? Like it's, you get punched in the face a lot when you're building your business. It took me nine months to get my first co-host deal. Nine, nine. Right. So everybody sees now, like we have all these properties, but like that was a lot of rejection at the beginning, but you just got to develop that, that will of like, I will keep going until I get a deal until, and like we talked about last week, like don't miss the opportunities of the holidays of talking to people and telling them what you do and sparking up conversations and going to your dentist and your doctor and everything else. And when they ask you what's new or how are you? Great. You just got this business launch that's going phenomenal, really excited about it. Oh, interesting, right? Like, just tell people what you do. Tell them what you do, and you'll be amazed what happens. Like, oh, no way. Like, my friend just bought a place up there. I'm not really sure who he's going to use to manage it. You want me to make an intro? Uh-huh. Yeah, that'd be great. Really appreciate it. Thank you. That'd be awesome, right? Just put yourself out there. So, 100%. I did that at my dentist last time. Um, he was like, yeah, I just I just had a meeting with my my CPA, and and she was like, I need to buy more real estate because I'm paying a lot of taxes to the government. I was like, yeah, you too need to buy real estate. Short-term rentals is the best way to do it. Let me know if you want to chat. So I could have been more aggressive with them, but uh, I'll see them soon because I'm getting a cavity filled. Yeah, there you go. Sometimes you just slow play it a little bit. And there's going to be a lot of holiday parties coming up too. So again, same thing. Like, don't just answer like, things are good. Like, that's boring. Like, tell people what you're doing. This is a, an exciting, sexy industry. People want to be in real estate. So you have that opportunity to give it to them. Like they get all the cool stuff and they can talk to their buddies about their cool real estate portfolio and they don't have to do any of the work. You can do all of it for them. So don't sleep on that. Well, that's all we got for today. Oh, actually, 
Sorry, we got one more question that just popped in. So do you have separate Airbnb profiles for personal properties versus properties under management? If I was going to do it again, I'd probably do it that way. At the beginning, mine got co-mingled. So yeah, I probably would. Yep. Or the other thing I would do is just be more selective with the properties that I take. You know, because you don't want to take on a, a property that's going to pull down your ratings of your property, you know, on your profile. So yeah. Yep, 100%. I uh, I did the same thing as you, but I recommend uh, telling people, hey, keep your personally owned properties in one profile, and your uh, your management properties in another profile. So it just keeps it simple, especially from a bookkeeping perspective. Yep, exactly. All right, gang. Well, short and sweet today. Hope you guys had an amazing Thanksgiving. We got some exciting stuff in the works. Uh, about to do a midterm rental webinar just for the mastermind students this week. So really excited about that. But we'll be rolling that out most likely to you guys and the next month or so you got some other cool stuff in the works that i don't even know if mike knows about yet so excited about all that and uh again hope you guys had an amazing holiday take care of those properties work on your forecasts talk to people about what you're doing and uh just watch what happens but that's it for this week guys hope you have an amazing week and we will talk to you soon hey str nation if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review and in the comments let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you and if you really want to learn how to launch automate and scale your short-term rental business if you want to go deeper then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com